Some of us have gone through and some of us are on our way to a wilderness season. A wilderness season, just for those that don't know, is a season of great testing. It's a season of discovery. And I want to ask you on today, whether it's morning, noon or night, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, what do you do when God shows you you? (laughs) That is something I had to deal with in the season that I just came out of. Uh, What do you do when God shows you you? When the doctor shows you the x-ray of the broken leg, do you go back to him and say, "Doc, uh, Doc, I'm straight? So in our wilderness season, where we're in that place where God has our undivided attention, he will show us some things. And my question to you is the same question that God presented to me is, what are you going to do about what I just showed you? If I showed you that there's some lust living on the inside of you, are you just going to ignore it? If I showed you that there's still some pride on the inside of you, are you just going to ignore it? What do you do when God shows you you? The wilderness is also a season of great dependence, a season of transformation, A caterpillar is not a caterpillar, like some people say. A caterpillar is an unprocessed butterfly. I'm going to say that again. A caterpillar is not a caterpillar. A caterpillar is an unprocessed butterfly. The wilderness season is a season of transformation. And I have a word for those of us who have gone through this season and have been transformed thereby. And it's the word that God spoke to my heart. And it's the word emerge. I want that to ring in your hearing. God said emerge. Emerge means to come out. And come into full view. You have been tested, tried, and transformed. Now it's time to perform and merge. I'm going to say it again. You have been tested, tried, and transformed. Now it's time to perform and merge. And when I say perform, just for those that would leave me some harsh comments in the comment box, I'm not talking about performing for people. I'm talking about executing what God has put on the inside of you. I'm talking about fulfilling your assignment as, as directed and as given by God. I'm going to say that again, your assignment as directed and given by God, because some of us are doing some things that God did not give us to do. God is going to set before you and I an opportunity to serve him, an opportunity to trust him in a new way, an opportunity to uh, perform in our lives what is naturally impossible, an opportunity to stand up and be a voice, an opportunity to be great. And the question is, Are we going to open the door when opportunity knocks or are we going to, in our fear and our refusal to believe God, miss out on God's best? Are we going to answer the door when opportunity knocks? Are we going to pretend as if we did not hear it? One of my favorite quotes was by a man, uh, Winston Churchill, and it reads, To every man there comes in his lifetime that special moment when he is figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered a chance to do a very special thing, unique to him and fitted to his talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds him unprepared or unqualified for that which would be his finest hour, Sir Winston Churchill. For the purpose of this devotional, I want to change up the last part of Churchill's quote to read this way. What a tragedy if that special moment of opportunity finds us void of the faith to emerge for that which we have been prepared, graced, and gifted for. I'm going to say it again. What a tragedy if that special moment of opportunity finds us void of the faith to emerge for that which we have been prepared, graced and gifted for. That's that's to me, that's sad. <laughs> you have been prepared. You have been graced, and you have been gifted, but you never leave the shelf. You never step out. And so you go to your grave with so much potential. I, you know, I begin to despise at certain points in my life when people say, oh, you have so much potential. <laughs> I want to hear land. Look how God is using you. Potential is just I have I, I have the capability, but it's not me doing it. 
I don't want to die in potential mode. I want to die being used mightily by God. When opportunity presents itself, and it will, I'm going to say that again, it will, it will. Don't focus on self, look at God. Don't focus on self because some things, they're going to be very discouraging if you look at what you have, if you look at where you've been. God, I have, I have not been this, this way before. God, I don't have the $4,000 to start this or start that. So when opportunity knocks, don't look at self, don't look at your pocketbook, don't look at, at, at what's in your repertoire, look at God. Number two, know that you are ready because God would not have presented the opportunity if you were not. God is the master trainer. Only a trainer who does not know what he is doing sends the person he's training out for a fight, understanding that he's unprepared. When God brings the fight to you, best believe he has already prepared you to win the fight he brought to you. <laughs> God brought David to Goliath, but he knew he had already prepared David to defeat Goliath. As I wrap up, I want to give us a biblical picture about what emerging looks like. And, and of course, I want to use my boy, David. If you guys listen to the podcast in days past, you understand I talk a lot about David. Um, I, I, I love his, his story. There's so many uh, complexities in his story that we can use for, uh, to preach or teach or podcast or whatever we want to use it for. David is a shepherd boy in his time of obscurity which is very important, I want to say to us, what we do in our times of obscurity, in our times of privacy. My pastor likes to say it like this, private practice dictates public performance. So my pastor would always say to us, private practice dictates public performance. God sees what you and I are doing in private. And so when you go to uh, make a call, if you have not been charging your phone in private, you will not be able to execute the call. When you go to lay hands or do something in God's name and there's no power flowing through you, I wonder why. It's because of what we do in private. Have we spent time with the Father charging our spiritual phone? David has developed an intimate relationship with the shepherd in his moments of obscurity. I'm like you. I don't like the moments of obscurity. I don't like those, those lonely days, those lonely weeks, those lonely months when really, for the most part, it's just you and God. But I've come to understand uh, that it's needful. We need those times in our lives when it seems like you're calling everybody, but they're not answering the phone and, and your phone's not ringing. When it's just you and God. And it's in those times that we begin to, to develop an intimacy with God. And we feel like we could take on the world when we come out of those seasons. Why? Because we know that we know that we know that our God is with us. We know that we know that we know that he is our shepherd. We know that we know that we know that he is our provider. First Samuel 17, 33 through 36. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and a man of war from his youth he is. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock, a lamb. <laughs> Pay attention to that, a lamb. He didn't say he took all my lambs. He's, God cares about the one. He took a lamb out of the flock, and David says he went after him. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Or rather, God smote him and slew them. Thy servant slew both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine, or in essence, this person who has no relationship with my God, shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So you have to understand this here. When people come against you, they're not coming against you. They're coming against your God. Furthermore, sometimes you got to learn how to ignore people when they're talking. 
Saul is the king, and yet he has become a critic, and he's talking from the heart of Satan and not from the heart of God. He is one of those people that say you can't. Sometimes you have to learn how to turn yourself. Now, let me, let me rephrase that. Not sometimes, every time. Every time you know God has called you to do something or God has told you to do something, and you, have, you get around your friends or your family, it, it, you know, God bless them. They don't mean any harm, but sometimes the devil can be talking through them, and they begin to say, you can't. You can't. I remember Sister Joyce Meyer uh, shared a long time ago that uh, she was telling her friends um, the call God had placed on her life and what God had called her to do. And her friends, I want to emphasize friends, said, you know, you can't do that. You don't have the personality for that. You're too rough around the edges. (laughs) And I'm so glad because I've been blessed by her ministry that she didn't listen to them, but she listened to God. And so I want to remind you on today, every person in your life that's talking into your life is not talking to you from the heart of God. Sometimes you have to learn how to turn away. Remember the little things that God did for you when you faced the big things. When we face the big things, what gives us the faith to overcome them and face them and, over, and, and, and get the mastery in the situation is what God did in those little seasons, well, those little things, those little things God spoke to your heart. Those little times wherein you needed something to eat and God, somebody showed up at your door with a burger or somebody sent you this or the, something came to your bank account out of nowhere. Or like my dad back in the day, we, we didn't have the money for the mortgage that month. For some reason, he goes to the mailbox and he has this check that covers the entire mortgage. Those little things, remember those little things because they prepare us to overcome the big things. And then lastly, remember your training. <laughs> Trainers will often say this to the person they're training because we have a tendency when we get into the test to forget our training. They'll say, remember your training. Look at and depend upon him. Who am I? Who is him? Bend upon God. We are dependent creatures. David saw a giant problem, opportunity and assignment. Problem. When you hear that word problem, think opportunity and assignment. Here's the giant problem, opportunity, but places his focus and his faith and his dependence upon God. This is not a problem. This is an opportunity, opportunity for me to arise and be all God called me to be. And furthermore, an opportunity for God to give some glory, for God to be seen as clear, visible and irresistible God that he is. God is in- invisible, but he is seen through Christ. and He and Christ is seen through us. David did what God expects us to do, and that is to seize the opportunity for which God has prepared us for and emerge. When God's looking for someone, say this. Here I am, God. <laughs> I told my son this. I said, look, when you're at basketball practice, stop being the last person in the line for the drill. When a coach needs somebody, he says, who wants to go first? I want you to have the courage to step up, knowing that even if you fail, it's going to be all right. You're going to learn from that failure. When there's a problem for which God has graced you for, step up and solve it. I know you're listening, and I know because I've dealt with it myself that sometimes you hear about something that you know, hey, I think I can fix that. Hey, Uh, I want to speak up about that. But sometimes in your fear or just fear of what they'll say, you you find yourself being silent. When it's time to step up and solve it, you know, God, what God has placed in you. You feel the burning on the inside from God. Solve it. When there's a word of God that God has given you to give, give it and live it. (laughs) I had to add that last part on because I find in Christendom that sometimes we have no problem giving a so-called word from God, but we have a problem living it. I recently asked God, God told me something that was pretty profound to me, but I really didn't like it. And I said, Father, what do I do with that word? What what do I do with this? You just said, what do I do? He said real simple to me, you do it. (laughs) We are good at giving words from God, but we fall short at doing what God told us to do. 
Don't just be a, a great shower singer. <laughs> Let the world hear what God placed on the inside of you. Don't just be a great shower preacher. Let the world hear what God has placed on the inside of you. And finally, I know I said this two or three times. There are still Goliaths all over the world running their mouths, defying our God and disrespecting the name of our God and denying his very existence. But God has a group of people he has developed and that he is calling to emerge. Hey, I pray that this has blessed your socks off as it has blessed my socks off. Until next time, I'm Gabriel McKnight. This is Rise and Shine Podcast and Video.